Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, happy Monday. Welcome in to Sports Talk. Haven't been around for a little bit to get in a full show, but we're back at it, at least for today. It's a show in two parts today. First hour here in the studio. I'm Scott Beatty along with Evan Kahn. Next hour, we are up the street at the Esquire in downtown Champaign. The News Gazette sports writers are there, and they'll be visited by... Three from Illinois softball in person, assistant coach Laura Trout, along with pitcher Sidney Sickles and second baseman Avery Steiner. So that's all on tap here for today. This hour, we'll also have our final final regular segment with Chris Thomas, Illinois volleyball coach. Their season unfortunately came to an end on Friday with the regular season finale. They did not make it into the NCAA tournament, but we're still going to Wrap things up with Chris Thomas in a little bit. Tomorrow, we'll have a very brief show from the State Farm Center and then start our pregame coverage for Illinois and Syracuse in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, which may in fact be the final Big Ten ACC Challenge. That's a headline for today. But I want to let you know I've got four tickets and an opportunity for you to go. Just keep listening here. And sooner than later, sooner than later, we'll do a little trivia giveaway if you want to go tomorrow night to the Stripe, the State Farm Center promotion of uh, Illinois and Syracuse, Section 218, Evan, so you got to wear blue if you're going to be in there. That's an even section. Odd sections wear orange. That's odd numbered. Maybe your section is odd also. <laughs> that's Anyway, that's how they're doing it tomorrow. I think to help distinguish between themselves and the Syracuse Orange, the the opponent. Ah, uh, yeah, you can't guess. can't really do it. Well, you could do an orange out, but then it's like, who are you rooting for? Right. Well, I guess a, a blue a blue doesn't really help either because well, the seats are already blue. Yeah, and that's Syracuse's color, yeah, kind of I mean, as well. Yeah, but if you do an orange out, Syracuse just is going to feel emboldened. They could. And they're feeling be like, like, oh, we're at home, guys. Yeah, Let's play better. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Yeah, the Big Ten ACC Challenge, it was announced today, is Dunzo. This is, of course, an ESPN event. It's been going on since 1999. So um, Brad Underwood just said in his uh, presser that that started a little bit ago, all good things must come to an end. (laughs) And he says Illinois intends to fill it next year with a high major opponent. Could it be? Could it be Kansas? (laughs) We'll see. Uh, but maybe maybe somebody else will come along and create a new challenge. I don't know. Is there one you want? Big Ten, Big Twelve. Maybe. Big Ten for Pac-12? some of it. For some of it, it's so hard to do outside of the Big Ten ACC, just because those are the two deepest basketball conferences. It's not the the old Big East, and the Big Twelve is in in flux. They're uh, getting Houston. 
They are getting Houston. They're also getting BYU, getting Cincinnati, BYU and Cincinnati, which are eh. That that'd probably be the the next one. I don't know exactly who got what as far as conferences to TV deals, but the way that this shakes out is the new ACC SEC challenge makes me think that who whoever the Big Ten has the most similar kind of you know TV deal they might do. So, so I don't know who's on CBS. Maybe CBS fires something up. I miss Illinois playing on weekends on CBS. You get it like once a year, maybe nowadays. Now I sound like you know old men yelling at the clouds, but yeah, maybe it leaves it open. CBS and Paramount they want to fire something up. But as we've discussed before, and as we saw just this past weekend with the uh, I don't know the bad boys mowers battle to Atlantis and the the <laughs> Phil Knight Invitational, the this and that and the, the other. There, there's plenty of opportunities for Power Five teams to face off in the non-con. Yeah, and you know what? Some things you look at and go, well, this is clearly just a made-for-TV event. And sometimes those are really good things. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten ACC Challenge was a really good made-for-TV event. It always made sense. Uh, like like I said, I always thought that they were the two best basketball conferences, at least for the last 20, 23 years that, that this has been going on. It, it was a nice bragging rights kind of thing here in the early season. But, you know, there's 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 other ways that we can do this. So, Well... It's maybe your last chance ever, and this is uh, this is the first time ever that Syracuse is coming to town, and maybe the last time you'll ever see Jim Bayheim in that two-three zone in the State Farm Center. So uh, it, it, it's it, it'll be must see, must listen to radio. Excuse me, uh, tomorrow night at the State Farm Center. That it will be, no matter you know what defense Syracuse de- decides to play. Although we know what they're going to play. Um, it, just I, I don't know maybe maybe now that I think about it right this challenge has been going on all these years Illinois and Virginia never met up Illinois and Syracuse have never matched up I, I mean in the regular season yeah or, or through this Big Ten ACC challenge oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. You, you would think maybe one way or another but we, we couldn't even schedule that so maybe it'll be better maybe we can we can get a little more variety forgive me there was a regular season game between Illinois and Syracuse it's never been in either team's home court. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll say no more, lest I give away my <laughs> trivia. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, Requiem for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. We'll have a moment of silence before it's all said and done mm-hmm. for it. And, yeah, I guess what I don't hear you saying is give me a Big Ten Southland uh, Challenge. So, you're, no. you're, you know, if it's not the ACC, you get, you know, and – the ACC and the SEC are going to do their own challenge. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, they said today. That's part of uh, why this got announced. Maybe so, if it's a regional thing, do we do the Big Ten MVC challenge? Yeah, that wouldn't be terrible. <laughs> but the problem is is when you lose, yeah. everyone's going to be like, oh, you should have beat them. Uh, but the, you know, the Missouri Valley is not a bad basketball conference, and it's really – competitive within the league Mm -hmm. so it's It's a fun conference it's just not as you know they're they're generally not you know power six well five big ten play and with the realignment the all all the other conferences have poached their big names right creighton's out in the big east wichita state is gone even though they're not what they once were but the problem with it in my mind yeah is is just if you lose everyone goes whereas like well we lost but we lost to duke Mm -hmm. you know or we lost to 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 i don't know pick another ACC team that's really Virginia you know like this last weekend when Illinois lost to Virginia everyone's like well okay Virginia's good right too bad um we have some uh, football stuff to, to get to as well there's a lot of football headlines 
but uh, fire up the the merry-go-round music. Here we go. Yeah, coaching ring, carousel. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Prime time to Colorado? Question yeah. mark. He confirms he's been offered the job. I'm sorry, <laughs> Coach Prime. Coach Prime. He wants to be Coach Prime now. Um, how, how am I supposed to take you serious when you want to be called Coach Prime? Come he's on, Deion Sanders. I know, I know. At least go like Coach Prime time. Coach Prime. What? Come on. And the portal is open, my friends. If you are a college football player and dissatisfied with your lot in life. Why, we have the transfer portal for you. It, it's poetic, right? As the coaching carousel opens, shows, so should the player carousel mm-hmm. for the transfer portal. So Yeah, so now if you were sitting there going, I always wanted to go play for Hugh Freeze and Auburn, this is it's all set for you. <laughs> Although um, I don't know <laughs> what... Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. How how do I want to phrase this nicely? I don't know what what you would in, exactly admire in Hugh Freeze, or or maybe maybe the fact that he's a changed man, or maybe he is a changed man. I, I can't confirm nor deny that. But hey, uh, there's a lot of coaches that get admiration when they win. Winning winning is everything. Mm-hmm. It it seems to just win, baby, win. It just seems to mask a lot of other issues sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tamp down on that. <laughs> That's worth a Google search if, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're, n- enough said on that. Um, but I wanted to add... But, well, closer to home, I mean, I, I was very shocked waking up yesterday morning with the, the news about Wisconsin hiring a new head man. Didn't think Luke Fickle was going there. I honestly thought Jim Leonard was just going to get the old interim tag ripped off. That was the, the whole idea or, or the word whenever Paul Chris was let go was... Partially, they didn't want Jim Leonard to go anywhere, but I guess when, you know, they, they offer you Luke Ford or Luke Ford, or Luke, Luke Ford, <laughs> Luke Fickle, well, Luke Ford, but uh, it, when Luke Fickle says, yeah, you know, I'll entertain that, that phone call, you make that phone call. So I, I think it's a good fit. As Matt Stevens pointed out, if you just look at the list of Big Ten coaches once UCLA and USC join, it's kind of like the Big Ten in basketball. It's just a, a who's who of some of the best coaches in the land yeah if you're in the big 10 west you're not happy that wisconsin just did this Mm-mm. i don't think you were particularly salivating at facing jim leonard year in and year out <laughs> but luke fickle it's like that's a good hire it's... i'm surprised by it just because i thought he he turned down what seemed to be better things now I'm forgetting where he was was it maybe Michigan well, state or everyone thought he's going to hold out for ohio state one day yeah i mean there was the a, a little bit of everything yeah the michigan state one was the the big one and then last year he he wanted to focus on the college football playoff is cincinnati was the only group of five team ever to to make it that'll change as we expand to 12 but only one in the four-man group and so he didn't really entertain any calls from notre dame and that really made the most sense but as i'm reading and and um as you know the the media landscape and the conference landscape changes as much as cincinnati can offer them it's just not the same as what the big 10 or an sec oh, yeah. school or, or somebody else could and you just can't compete the way you you once could as far as recruiting and program building so great great fit for for wisconsin for the big 10 and yeah i'm excited to see it uh, it's been more than 48 hours now. Uh, no, not quite 48 hours since Illinois beat down on Northwestern. Um, any lingering thoughts or feelings about Illinois' performance? Just, you know, I was I was doing women's basketball, so I was just kind of out of the corner of my eye seeing the score and seeing the, uh, you know, kind of the headlines as it was happening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
oh, wow, Sydney Brown's having a game. <laughs> um, I think this team's mad. <laughs> it's kind of what it looked like. Well, it, it, yeah, it was almost like last year, except for with even more defense mm-hmm. than, than there was on the offensive side. No, it, it was a, a great way to, to finish the regular season. I, I think when we look back, as it, it stands right now, when I was – literally just stood in the middle of the two studios all Saturday watching no- Purdue and Indiana and the Illinois Northwestern game at, at the same time and it was right there in front of you a, a chance to go to Indianapolis you can't be mad at this season. Illinois was in every single game. They gave you a reason from 15 minutes left in the first quarter until zero seconds left on the clock to watch every second of every game, unless you got bored in a blowout against Chattanooga or Northwestern on the good side, right? Yep. So Illinois football, I, I think, is in, in a good place. We'll wait and see what happens this weekend and where they get to go as far as a bowl game, but... You know, great great way to end the regular season. Uh, I, I know Brett Bielma really needed a, a win after the last few weeks, and especially the last week personally. And they're 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 set up to to do good things. I think in the off season as well. A lot of the projections have Illinois going to Tampa to the ReliaQuest Bowl. That's the old Outback Bowl. I personally think it probably is Citrus. I don't have hard information on that. I'm just just I, I'm literally going on mostly on the amount of. Love Citrus has already given Illinois by being at a few home games. Mm-hmm. I think they were at the Michigan game as well uh, to watch them. Uh, Music City all, also makes sense. Uh, Illinois' opportunity for a premium bowl was a little bit diminished with Ohio State losing and now them being uh, fringy to go to the playoff yeah. because that means if they don't, they're going to Rose Bowl, which means Penn State's not going to the Rose Bowl, so <laughs> Penn State. But a lot of people think Penn State's going back to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, hmm. In a New Year's Six, but they were there last year. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll find out. It's you know nothing to sweat about. It's going to be a good bowl. It just may not be the as premium bowl as you once thought. But I don't know. Citrus is fine. So is the Relia Quest. Music City, not as warm, but nice. Yeah, all, all of those great bowls, as I was saying in the office last week, if you, you want to be after Christmas, right? You go back to the, the Red Box Bowl. It was before Christmas. It's not really bowl season yet. So as long as you're you're past Christmas, you're you're really getting in, into the thick of it. I, I mean, you can't really be mad. Yep. And in, in between, you've got men's and women's basketball to keep you occupied. Big Ten ACC Challenge Week, Illinois tomorrow against Syracuse on the men's side. On Wednesday, we won't have a show. The women will be in action against Pitt. Uh, saw them suffer their first loss. They were two stops on defense away from winning that ball game. Just didn't get the stops they needed against a better than you think Delaware team. So uh, you know, all in all, you know it's it's an improved women's team objectively, and uh, you know I, they've got a tough sledding here with an ACC opponent and then Indiana on, on Sunday. Uh, we'll see. Um, they're going in the right direction. I can mm-hmm. tell you that they're going in the right direction. Okay. If you would like to go to tomorrow's game, Illinois men and Syracuse, I've got four paper tickets. So I need you to be able to pick them up tomorrow um, in in the lobby before 4 p.m. when we uh, shut the doors. All right. And then um, and so it's four tickets and you need to be the first one in with this correct answer to this question. The last time that Illinois men beat Syracuse, it was in the postseason. Give me the year and the game. The last time Illinois beat Syracuse, it was a postseason game. Give me the year and the game, 217-356-9397. Good luck. 
You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Congratulations to Mark Kessler. He knew and was first with the answer that the last time Illinois beat Syracuse was a postseason game, the Elite Eight game in 1989 that sent Illinois to the Final Four. The game was in Minneapolis. Nick Anderson had a double-double. Kenny Battle, uh, I think, led all scores. And I looked up the box score. Kendall Gill was the only Illini that attempted threes. He went <laughs> two for four from three. <laughs> Illinois won by three points. It was something like 86-83. It, it, was, it was right there. They're like, nah, we don't want that. No, because we, we can no, just throw no. alley-oops all day and get dunks all day. That too. But uh, this year's Illinois team, I, I haven't You don't fly at. from the three-point line, okay, my friend? <laughs> well... From how far that three-point line was back in that day, maybe they could have. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just a, a obviously stark comparison to the twenty-eight or twenty-nine three-point attempts per game that that this Illinois team is averaging. So, congratulations, Mark! And uh, with the number of uh, callers that we got in, you would have thought we're giving away journey tickets or something. But it was it was mas- men's basketball. Very a close second. A <laughs> <Yeah>. close second. <laughs> Folks love when the Illini are in town, but when Journey's in town. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Alert the media. Well, uh, it'll be a good game. And again, 6.30 the tip. We'll start our game day coverage tomorrow at 4.30. Oh, by the way, Nebraska has a new head football coach, Matt Rule. Uh, seems like, a, to your point earlier, that uh, yeah, Big Ten roster of coaches is looking good. Yeah, he's going to have to prove it now again that that he went to the NFL and had a, a tough time, but he, he did it at Temple, which isn't necessarily a football hotbed, and he took Baylor from the ashes of all their scandals and made them a competitive team in the Big 12, but it's much different football in the Big Ten than it is out, out there, and I don't even know what conference Temple's in anymore or in the Big 12. So how he'll adapt and be able to recruit to Nebraska will, will be interesting, but he's got a good track record uh, of being able to get it done. Yeah, we're on Ryan Walter's watch. I have not seen him, uh, uh, you know, I haven't seen him said yet to be, you know, expected to be named or anything like that, <laughs> you know, kind of watching – uh, with him in Colorado, especially that being his alma mater. But today he found out he's one of the five finalists for the Broyles Award. That goes to the nation's top assistant coach. Illinois finished second in the nation in scoring defense, first in interceptions, and first or second or third, and a whole bunch of things in the, in the nation. So I think he's a strong candidate. Sidney Brown, no surprise, Defensive Player of the Week, <laughs> uh, and also named the Reese's Senior Bowl Player of the Week today and received the Walter Camp National Player of the Week on Sunday. Interception return for a touchdown, 53-yard fumble return for the touchdown, and the first player with two interceptions or more and uh, and one interception touchdown and one fumble return touchdown in a single game since a guy from SMU did it back in 2012. 
it's hard to believe that that's been done. I, I guess, you know, college football goes back 150 years, so you would expect it. But for that to happen twice in about a decade's time is pretty incredible. But what a game for Sidney Brown. Speaking of awards, tomorrow we're going to learn a lot of the Big Ten awards. Tomorrow is the All-Big Ten Defensive Team and Special Teams and Coach of the Year. And Wednesday we'll learn the Offensive uh, players. So um, there will be a defensive player of the year. Ooh. I'm wondering if we're going to hear Devin Witherspoon's name called for that. You could. These are usually stat awards, right? Guys yeah, that, that, that have counting numbers and, and things that you can look at. Devin Witherspoon, very strong candidate. What three, Ended up with three, four interceptions. We know about the tackles and the sacks and everything he does, but I, I don't know if there's somebody lingering there that, that's got double-digit sacks or, or something of the sort, but Devin Witherspoon, really strong consideration for that. Yeah, and I would Sydney like... Brown. Yeah. Um, well, and then there's also the all-Big Ten defensive team, and I can't remember how many teams they do i think they do three it's first second and honorable mention okay and there i think there's a coaches and a media mm-hmm. um well let me say this about offensive line uh player of the year because that that's coming out wednesday but illinois just made this note that among offensive tackles that did not allow a sack in the regular season with at least 200 snaps played alex palcheski's number one yeah so he didn't get beat for a snap on 428 pass block snaps, and if according to Pro Football Focus, yeah, and if my math is correct, he's going to tie the FBS record for most games appeared in. And had Illinois made it to a Big Ten championship, he would have broke that record. Yeah, that's too bad. But that's Wednesday. But tomorrow, again, Defensive Player of the Year, All Big Defensive Team. I'm thinking Witherspoon and Brown, as you just mentioned, for All Big Ten, first or second team. Johnny Newton. Keith Randolph, Quan Martin. Yep. I would think would all be on there. Um, maybe. Gabe Backus is going to be on the freshman team, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Seth Coleman? Question mark? Could be. One or two or mention? Yeah. Probably <clears throat> a mention. I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of guys that, that make honorable mention. Yep. Coach of the year for the Big Ten. You could go Bielema. <laughs> I don't hard know. hard not to say Harbaugh. I get it. Or I was going to say, I don't know the last time Jeff Brom won one. I could see them giving it to Brom. Yeah. That's always one of those, is it the coach who did the most with the least? Is it the coach who did the turnaround? Is it the coach who just dominated? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you you can't argue. With, I think you can make a case for all of them. Yeah. It's probably one of those three. Yeah. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald maybe is out this year, but still a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. P.J. Fleck, I mean, just because it's so much emotion and energy mm-hmm. and motivation. I mean, row the boat. <laughs> um, offensively, on Wednesday, Offensive Player of the Year will be announced. Probably going to be Blake Corum. You think? Yeah, after C.J. Stroud couldn't show out on, on Saturday and all the touchdowns that, that Corum put up, even though he's missed the, the last game and a half, uh, essentially, from Michigan, I imagine it goes to him. Um, offensive lineman of the year again. We, as we just mentioned, maybe Palcho is in the is in the mix. I mm-hmm. mean, it just how many how many people that are even more than average Big Ten fans can name you outstanding offensive lineman from fourteen different teams. Yeah. So I think it's 
I think that's one where I just go, okay, well, if the co- if the coaches chose it, they must know. <laughs> yeah, typically, and for for the Illini, I mean, both the the tackles, Julian Pearl and Alex Pauchewski, I mean, they were the anchors. They're they're the most senior members of that line, so it, it, it makes sense. But I imagine those guys will, will get consideration. Uh, there's also running back of the year, so I I don't know if. Corum wins both. Yeah, is, is there a way that Brown wins one and Corum wins the other? I, I can't. I can't give you offensive player of the year and then say you're not running back of the year. I could see them doing that though, right? Because because of the touchdowns, right? It, it comes down to who scores the most points. We'll give the offensive player of the year to Blake Corum, but Brown's got the most all-purpose yards. He's got the most rushing yards. He played the most games. Maybe you give him the best running back. There's also quarterback of the year, receiver of the year, tight end of the year, and. Freshman of the year on the offensive side, and I just I don't see any Illini taking that specific award. But Mm-mm. I could see um, you know maybe you know all Big Ten offensive selections, maybe an Isaiah Williams, um, obviously Chase Brown, maybe, Tommy DeVito, honorable mention quarterback. Yeah, very efficient. Did what you asked him to do mm-hmm. all year long, and did it pretty darn well. Yep. So anyway, those are our things uh, to talk about, and again, I think maybe Sunday ish. We learn the bowl fate for Illinois. Yeah, there's like a, a big selection show. I don't know exactly when it starts, but four or five, six o'clock on, on Sunday, they'll start, and we should know by the time we go to bed. Okay. Let's see. Uh, the details are out on Matt Rule's contract. Mm-hmm. Um, it said, uh, let's see, the Panthers owed Rule $34 million, which was <laughs> offset by $34 million that Nebraska was pay, is paying. Oh, Okay. And but Rule's going to make more than thirty-four million. Uh, Rule getting an eight-year contract, seventy-four million, ninety percent guaranteed. That's almost sixty-seven million guaranteed. Um, he'll start at five and a half, and top out at twelve and a half by the by uh, twenty thirty. Wow! Uh, and a salary pool, seven million. Scott Frost had four point six. Oh, for his, for his staff. Yeah, that's wow. Football scoop goes in a related story. In August, the Big Ten signed a groundbreaking series of TV contracts in excess of eight billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you can see it. Okay, Illinois volleyball coming up. Chris Thomas, our final regular segment with him, and wrap up a look at the twenty-two campaign. Chris Thomas is next. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Join us tonight for the first edition of the Brad Underwood Radio Show live at Papa Dell's Pizza Factory in Champaign, 7 to 8, here on DWS. Thanks for being with us on Sports Talk. And we're joined for one more time by Chris Thomas, Illinois Volleyball Head Coach. And Chris, we've appreciated our Monday chats here in season. I know for you, you're wishing we're still in season. Uh, but unfortunately, things came to an end with the, the last two matches this year. Not the way you want to go out, but no. Do you, how, how do you? Yeah, I, <laughs> not I mean, at all. Is there is there a part of you as a coach that needs time to decompress from it and 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 kind of sit in it for a little bit? Not really. I mean, I I know you know what our strengths and weaknesses are as as it's going along, and I know exactly what we need to do. And you know, if it were I always get brought back to the quote: "If it were easy, everyone would just do it," and it's not the case. And um, you know, I told the team at the end of our. Last match against Northwestern, you know, you're we're literally eight points away from 
being you know not not only in the tournament but what seed are we getting and uh that's how razor thin our margins are and so you know by those eight points i mean we're in two setters or, or excuse me five setters in two sets you know to to win a match or in a set four that we could have that we could have won in the set four um so i just go through and you know i just pretty much thank the seniors for their time i, I you know the last two matches obviously didn't go the way i wanted to uh play the high indiana team and then you know by friday we weren't playing for much and Northwestern had ten seniors, which I didn't know, but <laughs> <laughs> so their senior night was uh, was a good one. But you know, we we fought all year, and and we fought a lot of injuries, you know, internally and stuff too, and and so we had to put people in different positions and had to you know bring people up to speed in different positions. And so, all things considered, I'm so fairly proud of the team for what we've accomplished and and what we did. Um, obviously, you know, you want to make the tournament and show everyone what you can do as as we've done in the past, and it just wasn't the case this year. And um, you know, we we just always say we're just going to keep moving forward, and and you know, I thank the seniors for their body of work that they've done. And you go back to Diana, you know, she was a redshirt, uh, so her her redshirt freshman year was Final Four, and then after that tournament bid, and we made it through COVID season together, and and then the Sweet Sixteen run last year, and so their body of work was was really fantastic, and and um, you know, proud of them, and it's it's time to keep moving forward though. Sounds like because things were so close, you said eight points away. Doesn't it doesn't mean to you then? Okay, we have to totally reevaluate what we're doing in the off season or how we approach things. It's no. just it needs to go differently. No, it time. needs to go different. I mean, again, you you try to just say, hey, where can I? Could I have spent more time doing this? Could we have you know uh, you know different emphasis on that? You just kind of go down the list and obviously you, you you're doing the best you can in whatever moment that you're in and no one's trying to lose those eight points or mm-hmm. whatever you know in between you know uh, comes with that um, but you know you, different you know roles change when people start moving around we just had a lot of movement uh, through the course of the year and in our roster and, and getting used to different positions and again some people weren't designed to do <laughs> and uh, still able to fight in this conference which is a, a big deal and you're about to see, you know, the tournament, obviously, and I, I believe the six teams that are in it right now are going to cause a lot of damage. So, um, you know, but yeah, for us, there's no, there's no tear down, remodel. It's uh, keep building and and try to keep attracting good players to the program. We're going to have a couple of our incoming kids come in the winter, um, so they'll they'll graduate high school here shortly, and and they'll join us in the winter. Uh, Lily Berry and Taylor DeBoer are going to be with us during the winter, um, and then obviously the the portal opens up today, and and we get to see what's uh, what's out there as well uh, the the early enrollees we hear that a lot with football how important how do, does getting players in early help for for that development yeah it really depends uh you know some of them uh you know from from a physicality standpoint obviously it's going to help you get you know train with our strength staff you get to train with our training you're probably going to get more training than you would if you stayed with your club um, or your high school program for Lily. She's just down the road here in, in Emden, Illinois, and she's um, you know been coming to camp since she was a seventh grader. Uh-huh. So we're we're very you know familiar with her. Um, but I think her her uh, her energy that she's going to bring is going to be great here in the spring. And then Taylor DeBoer from Canada, the Canadian system just works different. So it made a lot of sense to to bring her in. She's training with the national team right now. Um, kind of does a hybrid high school program, and then that'll finish uh, here in the next week or two, and then she'll 
come join us in January. So and tell her to stop putting maple syrup in her Gatorade. You don't <laughs> need that right. anymore. <laughs> that's right. We got a Canadian invasion coming. I looked at other sports, and there's we're not. You know, obviously got Chase Brown, and but I think there's at least six sports that have a Canadian player coming in. So whatever, whatever we're attracting from the Canadians, we'll take it. <laughs> it's just Canada. It's not the North Pole. It's not like they're all Buddy the Elf. I know. Yeah, we're just, we're yeah. just gonna put put syrup on everything. That's right. But but you you mentioned you know the the top of the Big Ten and really the Big Ten in general with volleyball is typically good, but do you feel the maybe the bottom was even better this year? Was it a yeah, deeper conference? I think I said it the, uh, several times over broadcast. I think this is the deepest the Big Ten's been um, since I've been here, and you know it's always been deep in terms of you're going to have uh, ten teams that are vying for those you know six to seven spots for the tournament. But now you've got one through fourteen, I believe. Where you know if you look at the results, it just it, it proves that. And you know you look at who finished fourteen this year or thirteen or fourteen, they were in competitive matches every single step of the way and uh you know it was, it's a part of the grind it's part of what we do and you know we always say that the grind is not to grind you down it's to polish you to make you better mm. and, and so we got to make sure that we're continuing on that on that road and uh, you know get healthy here in the in the break and we come back in the in the winter and spring and, and get rolling again you know, the fans from the outside see the results and the play on the floor, but on the inside, you know, you mentioned Diana Brown and others. Um, how much do you cherish a season, no matter the record, with the with the players you have? Oh, of course. I mean, that's you know, it goes without saying. We spend so much time together, um, whether it's on the road or, or whether it's Thanksgiving. We had everyone at our house, you know. Uh, between us and staff and everyone else there's 45 people at our house for for thanksgiving and and did you so cook? uh <laughs> did, not, uh, <laughs> did, not, did not we had uh, some help people some help yeah <laughs> but uh now i i just think you know we spent a lot of time with them over the course of their their career and it's a big part of their developmental stage too that you know they they go from from a kid to an adult and they go off into the to the world and we do our best to try to teach them the lessons that they need to, to you know, be good in the world. I think team sports does that more than anything. And I, you know, we always come back to our pillars and and uh, just tell them if you know if you go by these pillars, you know, not only do do you do well on the floor, but you're going to do well in your future job, relationship, you know, everything else that we talk about. So, what's the the next month or so for you like? Um, well, we go, uh, you know, debrief the next couple of weeks. We, we just kind of spend time going over stats and, you know, going back over film. And is there anything we could have done different, any stage, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, you don't tear apart everything, but you definitely open the, you know, flip up the rocks and see if there's anything underneath. And um, you just try to try to think, is there a better way to do it? And uh, I think that's always what we're, what we're thinking about in general. And, um, you know, we've always... Uh, we already thought of a few ways we can we can adapt and, and change it. I think you now you've get some uh, you know class schedules you know get changed up and you know just some random things that people will never know or see that you know we start to look at and you know can we change training time to make it more beneficial? Can we you know change the the amount of time we do uh, this or that? And uh, so that's that's pretty much what we do for the next month or so. There's um, our national convention happens over the final four. Um, my staff and I are presenting at that um, at that convention, so do an hour court session for for the volleyball public, whoever pays to be there, I guess, and then <laughs> another thirty minute class session for them. But uh, yeah, right now it's it's just about you know can we 
can we continue to get better? And uh, I think the job as a coach, we never stop really, and and we always just think. Just this morning, I watched maybe three four, or four different uh, YouTube videos on you know motivational stuff and and how to you know reach your players better. And we're always going to strive to do that, and so it's. Um, I just think it's it's a time to reflect, obviously, but it's a time to keep pushing forward and and try to figure out the, how to do it best, uh, better next year. Do you stay locked into the the NCAA tournament all the way through it? Um, I, I'll see results. I I still am without internet in my house. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch. Uh, I don't watch. But I you know I tend not to watch a ton of volleyball uh, live. I actually watch a lot. We have our system that we that we can look at, so I can go through a match and about. Uh, 10 to 12 minutes hmm. so if, when uh, we have hot keys and stuff that I can fast forward through plays you don't have to go through all the breaks and all that stuff so um, so yeah I, I'll, I'll use you you, you miss the t-shirt toss and everything? <laughs> <laughs> I miss t-shirt toss and everything yeah uh, so I'll go back usually on like days like today and, and through the week we just go back and we'll watch a lot of film and I'll, I'll be able to watch I don't know 20 matches in a day if I if I want to so Chris, uh, we wish you all the best, and again, uh, we've enjoyed our Monday sessions here. And, yeah, uh, that doesn't mean we're, we're done talking to you until next season, <laughs> of course. We're, you're always welcome here, but we do appreciate your uh, commitment here. And as you know, there is uh, there is a strong fan base here for Illinois Volleyball. Yeah, no, I'm very appreciative of everyone that's, you know, that's, this isn't normal that you have, you know, me on a radio, a volleyball coach on a radio show and, and able to, to put that out to the public. So I appreciate you guys having me on as well, and I appreciate the public. I have an interest in our in our program. I thought Huff was rocking this year. Hope everyone enjoyed the the new video board, and that's going to continue to get better as time goes on. Um, some other you know plans in the works that we're trying to make the the atmosphere better, um, and we'll continue to try to bring the best players in. And you know, there's I think the coolest part about our sport right now: lots of parity in our game, and you're you're starting to see uh, tons of teams get good, which you know it makes it tougher for us, but that's okay. Uh, but it's it's really good for the sport. I think you're seeing lots of good uh, play out there, lots of good volleyball, a lot of good people uh, in our sport. And so we'll continue to strive to do our best and uh, continue to, to support our team the best we can, just as, as you all support us. Happy holidays to you and Jen. And, of course, Merry Chris Thomas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Chris. Did you know CU Under Construction doesn't just do interior products or renovations they also do exterior work on your home and they do on top of your home they can get you a new roof stunning new video on their facebook page right now of a cedar roof that was one of their favorite projects of the year it'll take your breath away with uh, how this looks so if you're looking for a little bit something different when it comes to a roof or just new roof in general give them a call and just have them walk you through the process they're also now doing solar panels on roofs as well there's a whole process for that that is pretty easy to understand but i know you've got questions i recommend the uh, brief consultation they give you no obligations no pressure just information to let you know what might be possible for you in your home to save something on your energy bill and be a little greener at the same time see you under construction a full service residential and commercial contracting company in central illinois visit them at cuunderconstruction.com you're listening to sports talk on dws hey it's colin Likas from the news gazette join us tonight at six o'clock for prep basketball confidential right here on news talk 1400 and 93.9 fm hey colin just told you it is this season debut of prep basketball confidential it comes your way 
in just over an hour, but we're headed to the Esquire next. And I'll visit with some Illini softball players and assistant coach Laura Trout. And then after Prep Basketball Confidential, the Brad Underwood Show at 7 o'clock. So just keep it here. Full glut of sports. Happy Monday. News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Good night.